Hello and welcome back to HCS Weekly. I thought, yo, this is my life. I have to go pro with Halo. In my head, thought that that was more efficient, and I guess I was right. He was like the god. We would have to two v one, like just to beat this guy. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Man. I was trying to reach you. Like, oh, see you guys later. A lot of Halo in my life, man. It's been a, it's been a fun journey. I love it. Hello and welcome back to HCS Weekly, your weekly destination for all things HCS. As you guys already know, we have a massive episode today, a huge guest at the end of the show, of course, Royal 2, one of the best players in Halo, and I'm so excited to talk to him. But before we get into it, we've got our news, we've got our trick jump of the week. Let's kick it off with the news segment. Welcome, Maddie Rums from NoobCombo.com. How's it going, Maddie? Hey, what's going on, dude? Not much, man. We got a lot of news to break down. It starts with the MCC April update. So we got the yapping event. Give me the uh, the initial details here. Yeah, there's the character Yap Yap, who supposedly you know has taken over Master Chief Collection. Uh, you'll notice right away there's new splash screens, new title screen. Right. They've also added. I believe they, they replaced. Awesome, by the way. Yeah, they, they do. Uh, they really good. Yeah. Uh, I believe they replaced Super Fiesta in the social games with a bunch of new different uh, like game modes and game types that are you know a little crazy, just like Super Fiesta. Right. We were just talking about the one with the with the needlers and King of the Hill, where you have tell me about you have only needlers and yeah, they're calling it Methane Mosh Pit, and it's <laughs> it's a stationary hill in King of the Hill mode, and you could take a lot of damage, but you start with a needler with unlimited ammo. And the explosions from the needlers push you away, so you can see the chaos. And I believe they lowered right. the gravity, so you know you can jump insanely high and things like that. Oh my God, unbelievable! Any other, uh, I guess, some patches and stuff, well as well, packet uh, send rates. Yeah, the technical side of the the big update was that they increased the packet send rates from 30 hertz to 60 hertz mm-hmm. for every game, but uh, Halo One. Okay. So basically what that means is it's supposed to improve lagging and rubber banding issues between all the games. Perfect. Yeah, so they doubled it. So hopefully it's uh you know, you could see a difference. Right. So we got updates, new features, <clears throat> fixes, improvements. We have competitive patches as well with H2C hardcore. Yeah, there was a bunch of social patches, but as far as competitive goes, in uh on the sanctionary map in three flag capture the flag, they disabled the turrets. And in five flag capture the flag, they got rid of the suicide and betrayal penalties. Oh, okay. Man, honestly, I love this, though. I think this really sets a great precedent for in- Infinite. It kind of reminds me of mm-hmm. Fortnite, really, like the seasonal updates. And it, that seems to be what they're trying to apply is just consistent updates yeah. to the game, both on the social side and the competitive side, overall connection, just everything the community is asking for, and then some trying to add some you know, creative ideas and, and ways to keep the game fresh. And I think that's exactly what Halo needs. If they can use that as a precedent, as a foundation here to prep them for Infinite, which I know is supposed to be somewhat of a service, right? They're continually updating, right. adding more features to to it, I think that's going to be great for the community. So already, I'm excited to see what continues to happen as a result of this. Guys, go check out MCC. I'm sure a lot of you are already playing it. you got a whole brand new title screen, which looks beautiful, new social modes, updates, and they continue to add more. And we have MCC PC on the horizon as well. So just a lot of exciting stuff to look forward to. On top of that, with Infinite coming out, of course, in order to have the best Halo Infinite, you need the best players playing the game and giving feedback. And we got another player joining the roster. Who do we have? We actually have two players. One was just announced. You're right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the first one was L Town. Was last Thursday he announced on his Twitter. Uh-huh. Uh, if you don't know L Town, L Town he you is most known for his Team Allegiance run uh, in Halo Five. Uh, they com- got second place in the 2016 World Championships. 
Mm-hmm. So uh, you should know who he is if you've been watching. The second member was just announced. It's uh, Baby J. He also competed in Halo 5, most notably under Straight Rippin right. in 2017. Right. He's That's both well-respected members of the community. Exactly. So awesome to see it. And just such a diverse talent roster as well. Like Eldown, you know, brilliant person to add to the to the experience as well. But I've I've heard that Baby J is also very talented on PC. I don't know if you if you've yeah. heard about that as well. Well, he's real good at Counter Strike. I've seen some crazy right. clips. Yeah. Ex- exactly. So we're getting like a ton of diversity in players here. Players who who have a ton of experience and are knowledgeable about Halo, but also some background on the PC side of things as well, which is going to be important when they're figuring out, you know, how Halo is going to work and transition over to PC. So I think this roster is really starting to take form. So we've got L-Town, Baby J just joining it. I'm sure they're going to continue to add great, you know, members as time goes by. Uh, we also have new teams being formed as well. Remember, guys, this is the downtime in between events. We've got the big, the next big event is Dallas coming up at the end of May. So a lot of teams are taking opportunities to reorganize themselves. And the next one we have is the new Elevate roster. Yeah, so uh, Zerka and Guntype were the last two to join Trippy and Penguin. Right. They're now out. And Ace and Neighbor from Status Quo have joined up with Trippy and Penguin. They played in the DreamHack qualifier on Saturday, and they placed third, fourth, so not too bad. I don't know if status quo is ever coming back. Mike or Flamesword, he's going to be traveling, so he said he won't be competing at DreamHack, but he will be competing when he gets back. So I don't know if status quo is finished for good or what. But there hasn't been an official announcement of this roster by Elevate, but it was on uh, Trippy and Ace's stream they uh, registered in the qualifier as Elevate. So, yeah, one can think that this is the new squad. Yeah, I, I mean, definitely a very talented squad if that takes form. Interesting post by Flamesword. I guess the man's vacationing. I saw the post. I, it connected to me to yeah. Instagram, and he's like, I'm going on vacation, guys, so I'll maybe I'll see you soon in the future. So hopefully Flamesword comes back. Obviously a, a massive personality in Halo, and we'd love to see him continue to compete, but he'll be taking a, a break for now. And that's not the only roster that we have forming. HCS earlier, I guess last week, posted some like Intel where they had a, a potential team coming up for Dallas. I think, Tony, you've got a little video in the background for that. And, Maddie, you can let me know what that team is. Oh, yeah. So uh, they were registered as inconceivable number one. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was Boo Boo Falcated, Sabinator, and Shotzi. Oh, no. Here we go. Yep. This is the, so, the Young God Squad. Yeah, so it seems like Shotzi will be uh, competing at DreamHack. You know, I guess he's just doing whatever he wants until he's <laughs> able to compete in Call of Duty. Right. They finished uh, 17th through 32nd in the tournament, oh. but uh, I don't know how long they've been competing as a four, but uh, we'll see what happens. Right. Shotzi Promising has been squad. Exactly, and and Shotzi's been grinding Call of Duty, so he hasn't really been on the Halo grind until recently, and he's too mm. young to play Call of Duty, so this is kind of a temporary switch for him. I believe in the summer he'll be turning 18, so we have an opportunity to complete uh, to compete in COD at that point. But for now, it looks like we might actually have kind of a little splice being formed. They call themselves Inconceivables yeah. too, right? And I know, in case you guys uh, don't remember just Shotzi's level of play here, he's already hitting some insane stuff on live stream. we got a, a fun clip to show here. Tony, throw it up. All right, it'll be up in one second, guys. Tony's getting it. There we go. <clears throat> Dude, the movement on this one is insane, man. Between S1 and S2. 
Yeah, he's showing he's not just a H5. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's it's actually honestly so good to see that level of movement in Halo 3 like transitioned over because I know how with Halo 5 you got all of these abilities and mechanics and people talk about how that adds it. I even talk about how that adds so much depth to the movement, but Halo 3 with just, you know, moving, crouching and jumping goes to show that there's still so much you can take advantage of falling, you know, in between S1 and S2 jumping back up, making that jump look so effortlessly, effortless as well. So uh, you know, Shazi just doing amazing things for the game and uh and looking forward to seeing what inconceivables has uh, in store for dallas coming up it should be a pretty exciting mm -hmm. event um and of course in in the meantime we've also got a series of events happening in between as well we've also got the female pro league halo 3 4v4 announced as well this is great to see yeah so they kind of female pro league uh they kind of strayed away from halo for a little bit towards the end of halo 5 but uh they said they're going back to their roots they've announced a 250 dollar 4v4 tournament Nice. It's going to be hosted on the new, uh, there's a new platform called Isolation. It's taking place Saturday, April 27th. And okay. the prize pool has a chance to increase, but it's free to enter, so why not? And you must be verified by Female Pro League. I believe they, you know, make sure that you are indeed a female. Yeah, we talk. Yeah. We talked about this last week is uh, if you're a, a guy who's trying to sneak into this with a Smurf account, good luck. They will be trying to verify, you know, gender in these events. And this this comes hot off of the the SWAT event that we had last week right. as well. So it's great to see this kind of you know representation in female gamers in Halo. We have multiple events coming out for female gamers. And I, I think this is really good. There's, a, there's actually an audience of female Halo players that are looking for these types of opportunities. So I hope there's plenty more with bigger prize pools. This is a great way to kick things off. Uh, we have more tournaments and events continuing as well. UGC DreamHack qualifiers have started and are continuing. No, the first one, oh yeah, so the first one happened. We have the second one coming up soon. Uh, Maddie, you can give me the, the details on the first one. Yeah, so the first one, it was pretty interesting, uh, pretty interesting tournament the way things fell. Um, first place went to Devote, which was Zerka, Tusk, Master Fear, and Wensor, which mm. could actually be a pretty strong team. That is interesting, yeah. Yeah. Uh, second place went to Tox. Third and fourth went to Full Send and Elevate. Right, but Full then, Send. Some of these players, I mean, like Bob's Ambition, Stormy, Rami, and Realize. I think we all know Rami at this point, but there's a, there's a lot of like newer, you know, amazing players showcasing their talents here. Yeah, so uh, the second tournament will be on Saturday, April 20th. You can register now, though, at UGC Esports. Right. So interesting to see what happens there. Of course, with the first qualifier, I feel like teams are still kind of, you know, getting getting their things together, kind of starting to practice again, get on the grind for Dallas. So I wonder if those numbers, those placements will change as time goes by. But right now right. it's looking like Devote is very strong with Zerka, Tusk, Master Fear, and Wentzwar. Uh And then we have Nightfall, Halo 5 Cup number one as well. For European Halo fans, this is an opportunity to compete. Yeah, it was their first tournament. Uh, first place went to Sekiro. Second place was Mocket, and third and fourth was Assault Roids and My PP Hard. <laughs> great, great tag, dude. I was dreading saying that, but it's actually pretty funny. Right. <laughs> and but that's, yeah, they, um, haven't they haven't announced the second one yet, but I'm sure we'll hear about it soon. Right. Some more events happening in Halo 5. That's just, these are, are just some of what we have to expect. We have an events this week section as well. You, you don't have that. No, actually, that, everything. There's nothing this week going on that I know about. 
Okay, so a bit of a quiet week in terms of tournaments. We've got a lot of big things to look forward to. We even have the SWAT tournament coming up on April 20th as well that I'm sure we'll talk about in the coming weeks. But overall, a lot to be excited about. I think the biggest thing so far is just the MCC update and just enjoying the new MCC features and social games. So you guys better get yourselves on there and, and enjoy that. Maddie, thank you once again for joining me for the news. Anytime, man. No problem, man. I'll see you next week. Yep. That covers our news segment for the day. And of course, before we jump into our interview with Royal 2, we have our trick jump of the week featuring Clearly Me. I'd like to welcome Clearly Me to the show. How's it going, man? Going good, man. Nice to see you. I love this segment of the show. I get to see all your new trick jumps at face value for the first time. What do you got for me this week? I have another jump on Guardian today. Okay. Um, I call it G2 to G3. I don't know if anybody else out there has a different name for it, uh, but I think it's fun to call it G2 to G3. But um, I have a clip of me landing this in Team Snipers where I use wow. it to my advantage. Um, it's extremely easy. Um, I actually just taught great Gabriel and Scarvane this jump the other day. Nice. Um, and they've been practicing it, so they might be using this uh, fairly soon. <laughs> yeah, this is perfect. I mean, I yeah. can see so many scenarios where this could just juke out a player. They wouldn't expect you to be there. They might not look up in time to you know get backsmack, whatever it is. So how does it work? It's... Um, well, so you're jumping at a very specific point um, on top gold, um, and you're hitting a ghost jump on that little lip there, right. and you're curving up to the, um, some people call it the attic of uh, gold room, um, but I call it G3, so you do a little ghost jump curve up to G3, uh, which I will be uh, posting a complete full tutorial on my Twitter tonight, um, probably around 8 or 9 p.m. Central Standard Time. Right. And for those who aren't aware of what a ghost jump is, if you want to just give them the, the quick breakdown on that as well. Basically, um, there is a very small moment in time where you're able to momentarily jump off of a where on a surface where a slant and a flat portion of the wall meet. Um, mm. So when you smack right in between that point, creates that space um, and you can run on it, of course. And as you can see, when I smack that lip, I momentarily run back and I curve myself into that little um, wedge up there. So interesting, man. Yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know how they would translate that into a game like Infinite, where the graphics are going to be unbelievable. If they could have some sort of a, because I, I know even Halo Five has its own kind of ghost jump elements. Instead, you clamber off of them, right? They have like ghost, ghost clamber edges, which are kind of the same types of pieces of geometry. Uh, mm -hmm. coming together in a vertex so yeah it's it's interesting to see how it's kind of evolved i wonder if infinite's going to have something like that as well because this is where you get that added level of depth in those halo 3 mechanics with ghost jumps edge edge ghosting ramp jumps there's there's so much to it that more than meets the eye so oh anyway <laughs> yeah and if you guys of course if you want more details on that jump you can follow at mcc trick jumps on twitter and like clearly me said he's got a youtube associated he's got a discord associated with that as well you can keep the conversation going and you can put the discord in the chat as well and uh, and get people joining your discord and, and talking about trick jumps it's a whole other community for halo guys you better check it out but yeah thank yeah. you so much clearly for uh for joining me once again on the show oh man thank you i look forward to it no problem i'll see you again next week hey, you too man all right, guys, I'd like to welcome a back-to-back -back Halo World Champion, one of the best shots in the game, a fellow Canadian, Royal 2. Welcome to the show. Hey, what's going on? How's it going, man? What <laughs> What happened, man? We got we to gotta give people right, the story. Right. Okay, where, where are we going to start? You, you can go for it. <laughs> okay, so at first, okay, listen, my sleep schedule is a little messed up. So okay. when I read your message, I thought I said PST. Uh -huh. So I set my alarm and everything. For an hour earlier, and I woke up to like five text messages, like, "Oh my god!" It said right. CST, so it was like the wrong time. 
I flew out of bed, and came here, and then my internet decided to like restart like five minutes ago. So it's just like yeah. a whole, a whole yeah. uh, mess. But just I'm a, here. So. A fiasco. You're here, which which is the good part. But man, I was freaking out. I don't know if you guys in the in the chat could tell, but just the the intro segment, all of this, we hadn't figured out if he was going to be able to make it into the call yet or anything. I'm just like in the back of my head, I'm going to have to tell people this isn't going to work. Like, what's going to happen? I message your brother as well. I'm like bugging him at yeah, work. I had I my like, whole family <laughs> trying to wake me up, or like bro, I don't know. Oh I woke God, up. Dude. My mom's like, "Are you supposed to go do something?" I have my brother texting me. I got PJ texting me. I have literally oh, the God. whole world. And okay. I was like, no. I'm good. I'm good. It's okay, man. I'm I'm so glad you're here now because now I can say, you know, how's it going, man? I, I know that when I when I asked you if you could come on the show, you had to check if you had team practice. So are you already on that grind? You're getting ready for Dallas? Uh yeah. I'm assuming we don't have it set up yet because I don't think any other teams are practicing. But I know as a team, we want to practice as soon as possible. So I was just making sure that because uh, we haven't played since the uh, cup on Saturday, so right. I was just making sure that we didn't have practice. But I assumed that we did not. So show was good perfect perfect and I, I mean discipline is something that your team definitely has and it's, it's something i'm sure we'll talk about a little bit later in the interview but at first i want to go all the way back because today you're one of the best players in the game you're a back-to-back -back world champion you got plenty of accolades but where did it all begin and i know royal one gave a bit of the story of, of your halo history but i'd love to hear it from you how did you first get into halo uh so it began when i was i think like five six i was basically playing um, like he said, across the street, I was playing with my uh, brother's friend. He was a little bit older at the time, but he had like a PC, Xbox. So he had like all the gaming stuff and also did one of my other friends. So we'd always go across the street and play uh, just like he had Halo. Uh, he had James Bond, like a bunch of those games. I just didn't even realize I played. So I just played a bunch of video games over there. And I started playing Halo 1. I had no idea what I was doing. I was just shooting rockets. I always drive around the Warthogs on right. you know, one of those snowy maps. Yeah, so I'd do that, and then eventually I went to my other friend's house, which is the same age as me, and I'd play. He had Halo Two and, and Xbox Live, so mm -hmm. I'd always go over there and we'd just play Xbox Live. And I didn't know what I was doing either. I was just playing, uh, so I had so much fun doing that. And then eventually I got an Xbox for Christmas, and that's when it all began, pretty much. Me and my brother just right. played online nonstop with Halo Two at like 2006. Yeah, we did that, and then basically Halo Three, and it just made the way up. Yeah. Yeah, and it just kind of kept going from there. At some point, you decided to get the names Royal 1 and Royal 2. How, how did you get the name, by the way? Where did that come from? I actually made a tweet a couple of days ago with that. Uh, right. So in Halo 2, our first gamer tag, well, not our first gamer tag, but one of our gamer tags was Royalty. And uh, we got that from, so we were making our gamer tag, and we were, of course, uh, the struggle back then was trying to find a cool name. So we're just in there looking around. We had a Burger King, Burger King crown on the table, okay. and we're like, or it was like that's royalty, and we're like, I'm like, I know, <laughs> I'm like sitting there, like I'm like seven, I'm like, what? Okay, so we took that name, and then he just uh, split it in half when we uh, made new X or we got new Xboxes because we needed two different accounts, so we just split it half into Royal, and then he was one because he was like the firstborn, and then I was two because I'm second. That's awesome, and it, it's so cool that you guys were able to kind of share that experience together, and you were you learned a lot, I guess, vicariously through through his experience. And apparently, you got a lot more time to grind. He he was a little older, so his life he ended up having responsibilities, and you just you kept grinding, you kept getting better. 
Um, at some point for you, the focus switched from having fun to wanting to compete and be the best. Uh, and even though you live far away, you're all the way in Saskatchewan, uh, you still attended your first tournament, Halo 3 MLG Columbus, with your teammates Homicide, Minority, and Talent at only 14 years old. So tell me about that first tournament experience, man. How did that go? And how did you convince your parents to fly all the way out there at 14? Uh, so what convinced them was I went to, there's actually, I'm lucky because there's local lands around in my city and like really two hours away. Yeah. It was like, it was called PGL and some guy just randomly decided to make his own league, which is really cool at the time. He was like trying to get it on TV. Mm. So shout out to him because he's kind of what started it. Nice. Uh, so I was, went to those and I actually won, I think both, I got second at the first one and won the second one and like won the two V2s and like free for all. So my parents were like, so you knew okay. you had talent. Yeah. Yeah. So I was like 13. I walked home with like a wad of cash. I had like a thousand <laughs> My parents were yeah. like, okay, that's pretty cool. And then, um, so that happened. And then I basically just played online game battles and I was doing pretty good there, but they obviously don't see that. So then I was trying to, I kept convincing them. I was like, I go to this tournament. They'd always say no, because it's just, it's across the country. I'm 13 years old. They have no idea what gaming is back then. It wasn't like as big as it is now. So eventually they took me, I, I had to do a lot of convincing. My mom, I think she just basically said, okay, take him like, so he can shut up because he won't stop talking about it. <laughs> Right. So they eventually took me, and then, yeah, I got, uh, I got, my first event, I got, yeah, 20th, I think it was 19th or something like that, yeah. So yeah. they saw that, and they're like, wow, this kid's actually pretty good. And, yeah, and it, yeah. it continued to improve, like, you got 15th on your second event as yeah, well. Yeah, I got 20th, then 15th, and the two yeah. Halo 3 events I went to, yeah. Right, exactly. So, and I mean, I asked Royal One about this a bit, and he said you guys just have like nothing to do in Saskatchewan. But like, how are you so good? Is what I wanted to know because you're you're the most successful Canadian player, and you're so far away from where all the action is. Literally in the Royal One interview, I had like a, a map of Canada, and I showed like where Saskatchewan was relative to like all the action. You guys are just kind of away from it. So I guess there's a bit of a local scene, but is it all just like online play? Is that where you're getting all your skill? Yeah, I, it has to be all online play because I. Besides, like, the locals, which actually were pretty good, but they don't exist anymore, it was basically just me playing online. I, I don't know where I got my skill from, but I guess it's just because I didn't stop playing my whole right. childhood. Ever since I started playing, that's all I did. I played sports and stuff, but as soon as I got home from sports or school, it was just, like, strictly Halo. So I was playing nonstop. Right. And, and that's actually one of the biggest things nowadays, too, is a lot of the best players in the world, they started from a very early age and they kept playing, you say, really five or six or something, right? So your, your hands are barely big enough for the controller. You're already like grinding and getting good at the game. Um, in 2011 came Halo Reach, and this was a monumental year in your career. It started with a bit of shifting around. You kicked things off as a member of Swagger Like Us with Arcanum, Dursky, and Thrust, where you played seventh at MLG Dallas 2011, ninth at MLG Columbus. Then you moved to Quantic Fallen with Arcanum, Break, and Goofy, placing 13th. MLG Anaheim 2011, 13th again. MLG Rally 2011. And then you joined Warriors. And this is where things started to change dramatically competing with Clutch, Dursky, and your first ever event with Snakebite, placing third at MLG Orlando 2011, second at Providence 2011, and first place as a member of Status Quo for the Winter Championship 2012. So a legendary duo is beginning to form here. This is akin to the likes of the Ogre Twins and Roy Box. It's the Royal Two and Snakebite duo. Man, how did you first meet Snakebite? And, and just tell me about this experience at MLG Orlando. Did you guys know early on that you're going to be going places together? And I think Tony, he's going to throw up some old old footage and stuff while you chat. Um, <clears throat> honestly, I didn't even, I knew nothing about like PJ Snakebite. Uh, he didn't really know anything about me either. I know I played him, I think, once at a previous tournament. 
So I we really had nothing to know of each other. But I was teaming with uh, in, like Clutch at the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he tried convincing Snakebite or PJ to take uh, to team with me because he had no idea. So he's like, "Juan, he's really good. Like, let's just pick him up. Let's try it." So they ended up we ended up teaming, and uh, yeah, I guess that's kind of what started it. I had no idea what we had uh, placed either, but I knew Snakebite was getting fifth at the time on Warriors. Like he was placing right. top eight consistently, so I knew they'd be good. And I know Dursky was doing the same. So we just combined, and yeah, it ended up turning out pretty good. Right. And, and I remember you, you brought up Clutch there and I saw a tweet with Clutch kind of like it was like a joke, but it, like he was holding you like a baby with like <laughs> yeah. with a bottle. He kinda, and that he was says a that picture of PJ, to... too. That's the funny part. Was, <laughs> oh, really? Just, yeah, it was actually PJ holding yeah. I think, his nephew. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he yeah. just kind of slapped his he, face. Yeah, so he cropped, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I guess Clutch uh, Clutch wants to, to take a lot of the, the clout for it. Is that? Oh, he always says, I don't know. He's like, he always says, I made you. I'm like, I'm like, all right, man, I'll let you. I'll let you have your glory. Right, right. I mean, if you can't get the victory yourself, then hopefully you can, you know, help yeah. somebody else. <laughs> no, nah, no shots to clutch. But um, but did did it like instantly click with you and Snakebite then at that first event when you got third? You were like, you were like, damn, like I got to keep teaming with this guy. Or uh, honestly, I don't late? think it. Like I, th- I guess it did because I just knew how good both of us were. Like we could just tell we were like. I don't know, our skill level was extremely high because I was still figuring out how good I was back then because, I mean, I haven't won or I wasn't getting top three, you know, because of the placings, I was getting like eight, ninth or whatever. So uh, mm-hmm. after that event, we're like, okay. And then I, I don't think after even the second, we got third again, correct? Yeah. Uh, we didn't know either. But I think when we made the move to status quo, uh, mm-hmm. when we departed from uh, Dursky and Clutch, when we went to with uh, Flame Sword and Enable, that's when I think we wanted to just, we could tell that we were, really good together we could uh some damage right right and i mean i was reading up on some trivia about the two of you and apparently you have never placed outside of top three in atlanta except for one event iron games atlanta in 2015 is that true yes that's true like, that's there was one crazy. event uh, it was a rough event but yeah right it's like is there something that you would say like like what is it about the two of you that that makes you so strong as a duo do you think uh i think it's just like our our mindset and just the way we are because we're pretty we're both pretty calm we don't freak out and i think we just have like the same the same goals and like mind we always think about the same stuff like whenever we talk about stuff it's usually right. he has the same uh, like, not morals but just everything we go by is pretty much the same so when we practice we do the same stuff um he says the same thing i don't know we're just we just have the same mind i think that's exactly what it is we just have the same goals and the same mind of what we want to do in the game and out of the game Right, that's huge, and that that actually kind of that that kind of matches like ogre twins, like brothers in a way. They kind of think, you know, process things in yeah. the same way. So kind of naturally, I guess that just happened. Do you find that you're ever rivals? Like, a, like I know Roy and Lunch bicker constantly. Do you do you ever get in that kind of situation? Uh, yeah, uh, not as much as them. I feel like the Roy and Lunch box is funny because they just want to like do it because they're brothers, and right. I love doing it. Uh, right, we right. do like. Not as much, but we do do it sometimes. I think it's just because we're so competitive. Like, when we, if we lose and we, like, in a scrim, if we lose a game and he wants to, like, correct me or something, like, I don't like being corrected. So right. if he says something, like, I'll be upset. I'm not upset, but, like, it gets, like, heated for, like, a minute. But after that, it's not really yeah, that bad. So, you know, it's it's all love in the yeah. end of the day. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, so I'm going to fast forward a bit just because I, I have so many questions. But uh, but when Halo 5 came into the picture, the, the dominance really started to take form. So you guys, you stuck with pretty much the same squad throughout. You had Ogre 2 at the very beginning, but it was basically Snakebite, Frosty, Lethal, uh, winning nearly every single LAN event between 2016 and 2018, along with two world championships back-to-back under the label of CLG and Optic Gaming. Man, first off, what is it like winning a $2.5 million like world championship? I think, have we ever had a prize pool in console gaming that was more than no. that? I think that's I think still that the biggest. Biggest, yeah, right. That's ever the biggest. Yeah, that like was insane. a crazy prize pool. Uh, I don't. The feeling was pretty. I I don't even know what the feeling was like. It was so much. I've never had so much confidence going into a tournament. I think that's what it was that it took away from the. Uh, the excitement, kind of excitement. or yeah. it was like a weird feel because we were so confident coming into it because of our like domination online right, and stuff. Right. It was hard to if we didn't get first as like I know. TJ Lethal always says if we didn't get first, it was like it was such a failure for us because right. of our performance online and all the like the other tournaments. We didn't we were expecting to win. Not mm. if that doesn't want to sound cocky, but just like the performances before, we were assuming not assuming, but our expectations our expectations were first, or it was just like yeah, it was like a bust. So right, it didn't, it didn't really take away. It was it was pretty still exciting, but it wasn't. Um, like a, a lot of close matchups where it was tight and like went to like a game five and we won. It would have been like crazy, but it was still amazing. Uh, to win that, so. You're right. You basically got to the point where losing to anybody was like a huge upset, essentially. Yeah. So yeah. so that's why you kind of expected, I guess, going in. Um, what do you think it is like about your squad that kind of separates you from the competition? I mean, other than the obvious like raw talent, is there a certain kind of like discipline that you guys have or like regular practice schedule, watching VODs, studying competitors? Do you do any of that at all? I know I talked to World One about it. Um, like you guys seem to have a like a regular schedule that you stick to. What do you guys yeah, think? Yeah, it's, it's really important for teams I don't know how much I can stress this, but like a, a proper practice schedule, consistent every day, like how we do it. Right. And then after the scrim is done, we go over like not a checklist, but we have things we want to do. And then we do them every scrim. Because if you go into a scrim just doing whatever, what is the point of scrimming? There has to be a reason to scrim. Like you're just playing to play. So you have to have right. like a checklist of things we want to do. So when we scrim, do we do this on this map? Do we do this? And then after the scrim, we go over, did we do it? And how did it turn out? And if it didn't work, then, I mean, we scrim tomorrow. That's why you constantly scrim. So that's a huge part. And then also everyone's attitudes. Like, we're all super calm. No one really complains besides me, but that's different inside game. Um, but yeah, so it's just... <laughs> oh, yeah, Royal 2 like, complained. There's actually a counter yeah. on it on Frosty's stream, yeah. how many times you complain. Yeah. Yeah. I'll say, I'll literally call it, their sniper's dead, and then Royal yeah. 2 complains. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, yeah. So that basically, that you just have to have a prop, proper proper uh, practice schedule, and it's just how you practice inside. Because I know a lot of teams practice, and they just they'll scram and they'll lose a the game. They'll be like, whatever, that's online. Like we don't care. You have to take away, no matter what you're playing on. You have to do takeaways from each practice. So that's really important. I think that's what made us so good. Right, right. So I, I like that. Like, instead of just like, yeah, of course you want to win, but there are like specific goals that you need to accomplish. Winning is, is what you want, but they're like, in order, you have to, basically, I'm, I'm wondering who's spearheading that though. I think like, is it Snakebite who kind of, you know, is saying like, okay, these are the goals we want to accomplish before we go into a game. Yeah. Did we meet those goals? And and what do we have to do better next time? Because I, I feel like yeah, this is such PJ a great is really good. Like, he's, we don't really have like a leader, like a captain, but I, we would just, I mean, I guess he is, as in uh -huh. like, he's always... Uh, just like after every scrim, he's really good at talking about what we need to do, 
right uh, like what we did wrong or what we did good and he's usually the one that keeps track on that stuff we always just like listen like he'll say it and then we'll give off whatever whatever he says we'll like respond with so after after every scrim he's always like did we do this on this map did what did like why is this not working so yeah he's usually the one that brings up because he's really vocal about all that stuff so we let him uh talk and then we'll give the responses right which is huge because you're in a constant state of learning and improving even when you're winning it's not like you win and you just throw the game out it's like oh we won you know we're good we figured it out it's like no what did we do wrong like i remember there was a game that you guys won and it's, it's like a hilarious tweet now it's where yeah. uh with lethal yeah where he's like okay like they won the game but snake bites like we can't just give up the railgun or whatever it was oh, it's like, yeah, that, like why that happens that happens all yeah. the time it's like right. we used to even win scrims like 13 13 or 11 or whatever it was and we were just like like that doesn't it doesn't matter why did they get that flag cap like if we're not winning 3-0 in like two minutes then there's a re like something's happening so we usually i mean i guess it's a little bit harder when you're winning that many games but definitely if we win a game by no means is it like that's acceptable to not talk about anything else we win all the time like scrims and stuff and it's it's always just going over stuff because there's a lot you can take away just because you win Right, right. That's so important. And you're always learning, even when you're winning, you don't just throw out those games. Like there's, you know, there's so much to get through to be perfect, let's say, if that was the the ultimate goal. How do you play perfect Halo? And of course, along the way, you continue to showcase your talent as a Halo 5 player. You were hitting insane clips like these. Tony, we got a couple of clips. Some of your favorite ones with the uh, the sniper in the Magnum. Uh, love the sniper. No, no, this is Halo 3. There you go. Uh, I'm going to show the cave. That's that's the window, the window, the window. Right. window. Right. He did. Let's do it. There's one cave, there's one cave. There's one cave. Got one. Right there. I got holy shit! <laughs> that's the thing, I think that's what I said. It was awesome, it was awesome. You said holy shit. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna show the cave. That's another window, another window. window. Yeah. I was gonna show the, the second one and then we'll we'll talk about them, but I and I love that ninjas in this clip too is Oh I know. I wanted to tweet at him, actually. I think I tweeted this clip and I I wanted to tag him, but I was like, nah, he's too he's too, big, he's too popular now. I can't do that. Yeah, and then we have the uh, the Magnum one as well, uh, Tony. If you can throw that up. Barrels, barrels, uh, Devin. These are old ones. I'm sure you. Yeah, you, these are like. Yeah, it's like, yeah. like, like two years ago. Still got an AR. Yeah. Yeah. I love the perfect metal. So sick. Oh my god, man. The weight on that that last shot was sick too. Holy fucking shit! Absolutely destroyed. Now they're over. Freaking. That's what I said too. So so man, I mean, not only are you hitting great clips, but you actually got an award for this. You had like the best Magnum shot in the game. I think that was the award that you got. Um, so like, do you have tips for viewers or me or anybody? Like, what kind of sense are you rocking? Like, what what would you say about uh like shooting better in Halo? Think out. I think I want to make a video on this. You got to do uh, it, man. Yeah, I really want to make a video. I feel like a lot of people want to know, or just yeah. like in general, anyone that plays like console games. So any tips I could give, I feel like uh, one, try to find a sensitivity that's comfortable for you. Because honestly, actually, you should. what I do in other games is like you go to all the pros. You can see all pros' sensitivities. So try to go to theirs and see what they play on. And that right. should be your range of what you play on. Try, like start from in that area like don't go some crazy 10 cents because like yeah, yeah. i don't know you think you're crazy or something start like from three to four to five in that area and i think just find what's you know comfortable comfortable for you because there's different play styles for different people so some people like to you know fly in and just like in halo 5 like to go you know soar around and they need like a faster sense or something but uh, i think a tip for probably aiming 
there's there's I see I need to make a video, but I think the best way is just like there's different ways you can actually use the joystick. I think people don't understand that you can put your thumb on different parts of the joystick, and it depends. And that this right now. <laughs> and this changes how you aim. So this is why I want to make a video. There's a lot of ways you can, like, I, if you watch, I, I don't know, I like study the way people aim, and there's just like, uh, some people aim like twitchy, like APG has like a twitchy like right. shot kind of, and there's just the way they hold the controller and the way their thumb is on the controller. So you right. can alter the way you aim by changing the way your thumb is on the controller. So that's just like I think a tip, kind of vague, but that is a tip to help you discover what kind of aim you want. That's actually huge, man. No, because it's something that I've tried to talk about in my videos as well. And you're right. Depending on the part of your thumb that you're using on that right stick, if it's closer to the, you literally take out the controller right now. And you can like I have it. a controller. Yeah. <laughs> and like, if you, you use can the upper, put your, yeah. see this thumb, you could like put your thumb like, <laughs> like this. Like an idiot, you see yeah. like, it's all like, but if you just do like a little bit of thumb, there's like a little <laughs> bit of movement. If you do a lot of thumb, it's like blocky because you don't have it. Like, I don't know. It's I have to make like a full video, but. Yeah, that's pretty much like the, the gist of it. You're you're totally right. I, I find with that when you're closer to the top there, you can do really fine tuning, like precise flicks, like little tiny flicks with the yeah. tip. Yeah. So I mean, I would love to see your opinions on that. You should definitely yeah. make a video. People are going to check it out. And that's that's something that nobody talks about, dude. Just the way that they hold controllers. I've watched snipe down and like I look at their hands and see what they yeah. do. I mean, some people like, might not know because I guess like some people don't know what they they just put their thumb on the joystick. But sure. I mean, I think I do the same. But there's also like I think over the years I've got like more, not paranoid, but like I always I like, pay attention to how my like, I I, was, I never thought about, it, but I was like, wow, my thumb sits in a certain spot, and why does it sit like that, and why do I like aim the way I aim? So I kind of been like analyzing stuff I'm like that. If you think about it, it's kind of like form holding like a tennis racket or something. And you should always think, also think about whether or not that form is sacrificed as well. Like that position on the, on like your thumb on the stick, does it ever slip off? Like, do you ever lose that form at a certain point in a battle? Like, these are all things that you can think of as well. But yeah, man, I would love to see that. Um, so your team overall, you guys are so dominant. People basically saw you as the new final boss this generation. Uh, it seemed like nobody could take you down, but then at some point, this real competition came along in the form of Splice. So what would you say it was about Splice that made them so tough towards the end of Halo 5? I think it was just their, I had, I, it had to be their play style. I mean, they all had like really good skill. So it was like no one on their team was like lacking or anything. So they didn't have like a weak link that was, uh, that couldn't like hang individually. So yeah. they're all equally like skilled as us or as like the other teams. And then I think it was just their play style. They played this since it's been three years. They they all like kind of figured out. They're like, all right, this is the most. They played like a really selfish or not sorry, selfless play style where it's just constantly. I think their goal was to basically die in their bait or, or past their half of their side. Uh -huh. So you respawn, sprint, thrust, slide, get there in two seconds. So I think that was their goal. I, I'm pretty sure it was just to constantly put the pressure and just die on their side of the map or on your side of the map. So I think that's what they're so good at. And obviously they're just really talented. So went hand in hand. Right. Yeah. I think the word Royal One used was suffocating the enemy team. So <laughs> they basically just fly at you so fast and they know they can spawn and come right back at you that as long as they die on your half of the map, then before you get to, to their half of the map, they're already. Yeah. Like, it's just con they out. put constant pressure is what they were doing. They would just uh -huh. constantly be in your face and making it like really hectic and stuff for you when you're in your base. Yeah. Interesting.
so overall, Halo 5 did come to a close. And looking back on it, what do you think of the game? Uh, like, looking back on it now. I actually really enjoyed the game. I mean, there's a there's a couple things with, like, heavy aim and, like, some other things that were pretty annoying. But honestly, the game, I, I really enjoyed it. Like, online, it was it was pretty pretty fun online mm-hmm. because of the, your bullets registering a little bit better than other Halos. Right. Besides some other things. But... Uh, it, I'm not gonna say it was like it wasn't the worst Halo, but it was. I mean, for as long as we played it, I could tell towards the end it was getting. Yeah, right. people were probably getting like tired of the game, but I feel like right. for the first couple of years it was. It, it was a solid Halo. It was a, I enjoyed it, and uh, it wasn't wasn't one of the worst Halos. So it was yeah, it was fun. Yeah, it, it seems to suffer from you know what a lot of games suffer now is just kind of not being updated quickly enough, not kind of yeah. keeping up with what the fans are looking for. So I mean, the, the initial what the game looked like at launch and what it looks like today is is night and day. It's totally different. Yeah. So I mean, yeah. if it launched in the state it was in now, then you know maybe it would have been a little different. Um, but needless to say, things switched over to Halo Three. And uh, what do you think of that now? Like you're hitting insane clips in Halo Three. What do you think of Halo Three coming back to that? Uh, honestly, I love Halo 3 because, I mean, I played it when I was in my prime, like, 12, 13 age, so it was, it's really fun to go back. Uh, online also is an, uh, an issue in every Halo, uh, but sure. I, I really, this game on land is really fun, and I think you can hit, I just love the simplicity of the game, the, like, there's just a, you can do crazy movement, but not, like, with the thrusting, thrusting and clambering mechanic, mm. so it's like a nice standard movement but you can make nice plays with the standard movement and also like sniping is not as easy as in the uh in like halo 5 so uh-huh. hitting snipes is a lot it just feels like a lot rewarding so i like that yeah and speaking of nice plays tony can you show that that one clip i wanted to show real quick there we are there's something uh, that you, you do in this clip that I, I wanted to talk about as well you keep doing i missed uh, over this, this, <laughs> Yeah, I don't. I think I've gone insane, so I'm not sure what that is. Like, <laughs> yeah, something ha- something happened to me. I'm not sure if our audio is coming through, Tony. But what? Yeah, what the heck is the the claw thing? You're I don't know. Like a- <laughs> I don't know. It just something happened. Like this is what happens when you didn't go to the first event. You turn to a streamer. Your hand starts doing things. Like yeah. I don't know. I started. Tur- yeah, I don't. Honestly, I don't know. I'm fist fighting the air. <laughs> Listen, I went off. I went off. Yeah, I. I don't know. I went off my rocker. Like, I didn't play. I didn't go to. A, I skipped one tournament, and I, I turned into a different human being. So I don't know what that is. I think it's just when I, whenever I miss a clip or something, my hand goes in the air. I guess that's yeah. my new thing. No, but I, I love it though because then it shows personality. Like even that yeah. one back, it's in your highlights, and I, hopefully you guys got to watch the highlights in the beginning of the show. But you hit that back back on the guy who just picked up OS, and you stood up, and you're like, "I'm over the monitor." Oh yeah. That. <laughs> I was like, "This guy, oh my god." Uh. Uh, that was good, man. But that's that's like what we need. We need that kind of you know yeah. personality in events, and and thankfully we're getting a lot more personality in events these days as well. Like you didn't get a chance to compete in St. Louis, but your first and only event so far was the HCS Invitational. This is a very different event. You got a close second. I remember I was talking to you guys uh, afterwards, and you said, "Well, the event was great. It was a bit of a challenge as a competitor." Can you tell me a bit of what you thought about the uh, the HCS Invitational? Uh, it was a different. Kind of a different event because you didn't play as much. Obviously, there's only six teams. Yeah, and we played. I think one match Friday. Didn't play at all on Saturday, and then right. played our last two matches Sunday. So it was a different, uh, different like layout. The competition it was it was a little yeah also because there's six teams, so you're playing the good teams. We had a buy, so we had to play a good team right off the bat. So mm-hmm. That's also 
it was a lot more challenging because you just have to get right in the tournament. Usually in tournaments, you get like the group plays where you play like an amateur team or someone first. So you kind of get to like warm up and feel how you're uh, going to do like on that day. So for me, I was like, okay, it's my first tournament, first time Halo 3 on MCC on land. And I have to play like, you know, a, right. a good team like, right off the bat. Like, this is interesting. But uh, luckily it went good. So, uh, but yeah, all, all the teams there, they're all like extremely, we're all pretty close. I mean, as you saw, like the GMS 50-49 game five. Like, right. Uh, yeah. Right. So oh, everyone, yeah. pretty much like the top four teams were just super close. And it was actually like a super competitive event. Yeah. Yeah. And and no discredit to, to Reciprocity, who played like insane the entire yeah. event as well. It's going to be interesting to see what happens in Dallas, though, because now you're coming in, you're practiced, and it's a regular, like it's a full tournament. So you get that time. You get the, the pools play and everything yeah. to warm yourself up and make sure you're at your best coming into Dallas. So this one's going to be intense. Uh, really curious to see how that goes. As far as like the invitational, the side events, like HCS is applying, applying this whole grassroots initiative recently. We've got like the BTB showcase, side down versus lethal. We had unique interviews, chubby bunny, stuff like that. What do you think of the new like grassroots approach to Halo these days? I like that actually. That was really, it made the viewers look forward to something else besides the tournament. Maybe bring in right. other people that don't want to watch the competitive side. I think we should start doing more show matches or like, uh, kind of those like BTB, just random settings. That was actually interesting. I never thought I would enjoy that, but I was watching, I was like, that actually brings like a fun side. So if yeah. maybe on one of the days we do like a sticky only like pro match or something, like I think that would be, that'd be really cool to watch. Sticky only Halo 3 pro match on Heretic yeah. sounds freaking amazing with like nothing but insta slows yeah. while she would have a field day commentating that. That's get actually him in. get him in. Yeah. I actually, I'd like to see you and Snakebite versus Roy and Lunchbox as well. The battle of the duos. I think that would be make it happen. Cool. I love some cool TV little. Shit. I love yeah. some TV that would be pretty awesome too. So yeah, I, I think it's a great direction for Halo to take. I think it really brings out like the personality of you guys and you're you're doing different things. You're getting the, the community excited and giving like a reason to follow and to be excited about Halo again. So that's awesome. And of course we have MCC PC coming out. I know you play a little Counter-Strike on the side. You you included that sick clip in your uh, your highlight. If it goes over to PC and we have like cross play, are you going to go to mouse and keyboard? What do you think you're going to do? Uh, oh, That's a tough question. Because right, I'm pretty you're good already so good. Keyboard. Yeah, yeah. With uh, <laughs> I play like multiple games, but yeah. I that's a tough one because Halo. I'm so used to controller that I feel like I'd be better in Halo with a controller. But unless like the mouse and keyboard prove to be superior, then I'd probably stick with the controller. Mm. Um, but yeah, that's actually interesting. I'd probably try both just to see maybe maybe I'm better on the mouse and keyboard. But it honestly, depends if what competitive Halo would be on. Cause I'm not sure what route they're going down maybe controller or maybe it's both right. I, I, I don't know but yeah i think i'd have to test out which one i'd uh, like more yeah I, I mean as somebody who has experience on both sides like you played keyboard mouse you played controller what do you think like halo transitioning over to pc do you think like controller players aren't going to stand a chance because i feel like it's a different game than like counter-strike and apex yeah and it's it's completely different i don't know how it would be I'm actually yeah. really curious. I'm really excited for this mouse or for Halo to be on. I think it's going to be. Sick. I don't think anyone understands how extreme. <laughs> like I don't know. It's it's insane because that's yeah. it's going to be really huge. But uh, I I think the keyboard and mouse. I don't know. I want to say to be a disadvantage. I don't think it'll be like something like Counter Strike where if you play on a controller, you will be like not even close. You can't touch right. the mouse and keyboard people. Because right. as for Apex, I mean, you've seen like Snipe Down or anyone that uses a controller. It's not that. Like controller isn't that big or isn't at a disadvantage 
mouse and keyboard because there's I mean there's crazy aim assist and you don't need to do these you don't need to be accurate. It's basically what what the keyboard and mouse is is you want to be accurate as Counter Strike is. So right. I feel like in Halo you don't need to be super accurate because of like the hitboxes and you'll have aim assist. Mm-hmm. So and also I think the movement on keyboard and mouse may be a little bit different for Halo. So I think the controller should be fine because Halo also isn't just an aiming game. It's right. you need to know where people spawn, how to push. Like that doesn't come with mouse and keyboard. It comes with you know your brain. So there's a <laughs> there's a lot of different things that uh, I think controller people should uh, be fine. Yeah, you're totally right. It's totally different. Like knowing spawns, like especially with mouse and keyboard. Like I think one of the main advantages is the fact that you control your acceleration at yeah, any time. That's, that's one of the biggest thing. things. You could be right? able to turn super fast, which right. is like I think that is like a big advantage. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I guess you don't have aim assist if you want to shoot, but it will be probably easier to shoot with the mouse. Yeah, but if you think about it in Halo, if you know where players are spawning, there's no reason you got to do a one like yeah, a real quick one eighty, right? Yeah. Never. And even yeah. if you're getting shot already in Halo, you can't like in Counter Strike, you can anyway. shot someone and they're dead. In Halo, <laughs> yeah. you can't turn around, and if you're down four shots with a BR or whatever weapon it is, you can't just turn around and. Kill them instantly unless you have like right. a sniper. But. You got to get away. You have shields. On top of the fact that you're shooting single shot weapons, where auto aim is going to be so useful in a five shot or a four shot or whatever it is, I feel like those individual shots, the auto aim is going to come in handy. So I, I'm actually, I think for once, we're going to get a game where console players and PC players are competitive. Like you could actually have. Oh, don't say that. PC could, people will be upset. You can't, it, well, you can't. imagine, imagine <laughs> what would happen for the community though, because you would have like a massive community on Xbox and on PC. No, that actually yeah, could be. That would be, no, it'd be awesome. It'd be awesome. Like that, that would literally bridge the gap. And then yeah. I can continue to play controller and I don't have to force myself yeah. to play PC. Um, and yeah. Yeah. And, and I mean, speaking of the future of Halo, of course, Infinite's on the horizon. Uh, are there anything, like anything that you'd love to see going on into Infinite? Kind of like your top uh, maybe three things or something? I'm sure this could be a long one. No, I'm always trying to think of what. I remember I thought I was in my bed a couple of days ago, just laying, looking at the ceiling. <laughs> Like, what do I want in this game? Someone asked me that question on Twitter. I was doing a QA. and a Yeah. Like, what are your top two things? And I, I was, I think I, see, now I forget again. But I, uh, I'd probably say before, I want to say, like, good ranking system. But even before all that, like, just a polished game that everyone enjoys. I don't know what it would be, but I just want a game that everyone wants to play. Right. So I don't, I think that needs to be, like, step one. Just a game that appeals to everyone or most people in the, like the shooter genre mm-hmm. so that would be like number one and then obviously i think a good ranking system right off the bat right would, be, would uh, bring more people and some kind of i don't know maybe if they do like some kind of like leagues like league of legends does where it like puts you in different brackets or something. Sure. i don't know some crazy ranking system like that then i guess just like a lot of maps maybe uh trying to yeah. think of something but yeah. I think just just a well polished game that just seems fun right off the right up right through the box. Definitely, yeah. Like one of the biggest issues in the past has been just not having like a polished game on on the rip. So that's that that's like the one big thing that we want is just we want Halo that, the experience. Yeah. Like Forge is working, theater's working, whatever. Like you expect to be working in the game needs to be working day one. Yeah, that's, from the from the beginning, that's like the biggest part because even in Halo Five, I mean, right. I, don't, I think Halo 5's launch was was fine, but if M- or if Infinite. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't even remember because I was. <laughs> it so was long missing ago. some stuff. Yeah. Oh, was it? Okay. Yeah. But if Infinite comes out with a proper launch, because you know, everyone's gonna be playing it. Like I know right. Halo Five, like Doctor Disrespect, all these streamers were playing it. If they right. polish and make it perfect or somewhat perfect in the beginning, I'll bring all the streamers in, 
and they all everyone should be playing it. It'll be super popular. It will stay like that. But you don't want like a launch like MCC where it was. I mean, it didn't work for like oh three days, God. and everyone's just sitting they there. Can't and do it, that. Yeah, yeah. It's just it depends. It all depends literally on the first couple of days how you want to set the tone for like the rest of the game. Because right. as you see, like other B, like BR games, like Apex Legends seemed really fine at the beginning, and I mean, it's still going. Fortnite, yeah. uh, like it's just all these games. You just have to set yeah. the tone early on. I guess the the only advantage that games like Fortnite and Apex have is that people don't really have uh, like like a, expectations of what the game is going to be before it comes out. With Halo, I, like I know three four three is in a stressful freaking position right now, where there's so many expectations. Oh, yeah, they everyone. Out. What do yeah? What do we do? What can't we do? Um, uh, what I was thinking is maybe if the game is somehow scalable, like it's like a platform, they 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 make enough to please people, but it's very easy to make additions, to add more, to update, to add new features, maps, yeah. whatever you're saying, so that it, it is like Fortnite or whatever. Like they, it's like seasons, they add more. So I think yeah, that's what they're, was, they're trying to sorry, do. Yeah, I was just gonna add like that. That updating in the yeah. game is like I think that's the biggest thing. That's the that's reason it. the games. I don't think not updating a game anymore and releasing games like every three years. Like I don't think that's the way it should. Right should be anymore it needs to be constant like people want constant updates or they just leave that's how it is you right. don't get updates for months they're just like well i'll go play a different game i'll go play this game that's updating every right. week new skins new this you need to feed people what they want and they want it like they want it fast this is how <laughs> it is now yeah so we have to like start releasing updates like fast and just listening to the community of what they want so, yeah that's a big right. part yeah no longer product it's service now yeah Right, it's a dedicated service. And speaking of Q and A, we have a Q and A today. So anybody in the chat who has questions for Royal Two, ask your questions now. We're going to run through a couple questions in the chat and uh, and see what people are saying. See what people uh, want you to reveal. I guess uh, we have uh, Oski here with uh, Royal Two, excluding your talks teammates. Which Halo player do you have the most respect for? Ooh. Ooh. Most respect for. I'd probably say, like, the Roy and Lunchbox. I've always, mm. I would say, I, if I could put them together, let's just, I'm going to put them together. Sure. Uh, Roy or Lunchbox or them together. I've always just respected them ever since I was, uh, I was young when I was playing because they're just so, they've never, every time I've watched them, they're just, they're always, like, super humble. And I just like the way they act, uh, like, on social media or, like, in interviews. They're just, that's usually what I looked up to be like. So I would just say them, too. They're, they're really respectful. Yeah, it's actually a good answer. I completely agree with you. I, I haven't had too much time to talk with them, but the, the moment I had to talk to Roy, I was like, "Oh my God, he's insanely humble." To the point where I think he should be a little, he should be a little more cocky sometimes. Like he's amazing at the game, yeah. but he doesn't, he doesn't like to show it. He doesn't like to, to you know, to to gloat or add clout or anything. Um, but yeah, I, I agree there. Uh, it, it's Dark Knights DM uh, Matt. What's your favorite map in game mode in Halo Three? <clears throat> Ooh. Uh... I'd say Narrow's flag. Mm. Yeah, nice Narrow's flag. That's and it's I, like straightforward static spawns. Just yeah, give me the sniper. Let me spawn kill. That's pretty much why. Any map with a sniper is my favorite. All right, uh, we have uh, SF Ice. Uh, who are the best Tox fans, and what's the best part of teaming with APG? <laughs> are you sure okay. APG didn't ask? I know that who one? he. I know Ice. <laughs> he thinks okay. he's funny. So I'm not gonna yeah. say Ice is the best fan. Uh, JT, everyone, anyone that comes out, so there's like a little squad that came to the last event. Okay. Okay, maybe I'll say eyes. But, <laughs> and what's the second question? What is the best part with APG or team with APG? With, yeah. 
Okay, so I, I think I tweeted this answer too. Yeah, I think I saw um, it. So when you play with APG, you just you'll scrim with them and like he'll do something. Okay, let's say he goes like nineteen and nine in a Slayer game or something. Right. And like, <laughs> like Snakebot will be like, "Good job, right? You did really good." You'll, you'll hear him be like, <laughs> "Thanks, man." <laughs> and he'll do some like he's like cheesing in the mic, and I'm just like, "Dude, you're so happy." But I love it because he's always smiling. So I think that's the best part. The, the word that you said, I think you said you can hear him smiling. That's you how hard You can literally he's... hear his mouth. Like, it's this big, <laughs> which is like the whitest teeth. I'm like, all right, man. We can hear oh, you smiling good. from across the room. Right, right. And that's also the best thing about him, I guess. Uh, and then we have uh, Save Case Slayer. Uh, what was it Devote did that worked against you guys over the weekend? Sorry, what was the question? It says, oh, you know what? He's talking about the qualifier. What was it Devote did that worked against you guys over the weekend? So I guess uh, Devote oh. with Tusk and uh, Master Fear and them, they won. The uh, I don't know. They played really, they played really well. Uh, I don't really, I don't know. Actually, well, the, I don't know. That series was really weird because, well, one, Snake Bite wasn't, he was actually on vacation, so he wasn't even playing at his proper setup. And oh, two, uh, I don't know. The servers were really, I'm not, this isn't like, it sounds like excuses. They play. They actually. Sorry, I'm not even gonna talk about that. It sounds really. <laughs> no, like, I don't. I don't know why. Like, it, it, well, for both hosts, it was. It was such a weird series for both of us because they showed. I know they were like lagging too. So I don't know what was wrong with the game, mm-hmm. but uh, those guys. They've been. I don't know that they're not a team. I don't think. I think they're just. They just form that for this. But they. They play like a lot. I know Tusk. Like I was just playing two v twos with them. Master Fear. Those guys are all actually like really good. So yeah. they, I think they just formed just for that tournament. But they have like a. They all know Halo Three like really well because I think they've been playing for kind of like a long time. They've been playing Halo Three, but yeah. yeah, they. I just think we weren't. I think once again, as our pit slayers, because that was game five, and we just we got to figure. I think we just need to figure out what to do on that map because we're clearly not playing it as we lost the reciprocity and stuff. So those guys uh, actually have it figured out. But I think we were just playing like really sloppy, and they're they just play really aggressive. Uh, the devote team. Mm-hmm. So definitely very talented. In the end of the day, it's going to come down to the LAN anyway. So we'll see what happens uh, when Dallas comes around. If these guys stick together and uh, and can be a force to be reckoned with coming up in the event. Um, we've got Avocados here. Is uh, what is your favorite org that you've competed under? Ooh. Oh, I think I've only been under two orgs. I think, or I guess three. Counting that. Um. I'd say I think I would say Optic just because of the fan base. Like the Optic fan base is I don't know those guys are something else. They're yeah. like they're so supportive and like just I, there's just so many of them. I don't know where they come from. They come from your like walls or something. They're just everywhere. <laughs> Anywhere you go, they're there. So yeah. yeah, I think Optic was the best org just because of the fans. Strictly, they're they're amazing and they still are. They still support us even though we're not on Optic. Like I'll be streaming and people will come in. They'll be like, oh like you no. Know, They'll say something about Optic or like how they're a fan of us in Optic. So yeah, I I love the Optic fan. I, I like the content creation side of it as well, though. Like you joined Optic and Flame Sword had these these like interviews where he played with you. He put them all up on his YouTube. Like I was doing my research and I, he had one with Snakebite and Lethal as well. Yeah. Like yeah, I think like that's awesome. You're kind of joining this like bigger family, and these guys are yeah. all you know awesome. creating content. And yeah, so it's it's definitely you're becoming part of a, like a really big uh, picture there. So. Uh, yeah, and then the last question here we have: uh, Jay runs the world. Uh, who would win, Royal One or Royal Two? Really? <laughs> in what? what in we, what? I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> I'm assuming you mean Halo, what? but if you mean Halo, then I mean it doesn't really seem like yeah. a fair Halo. I don't know. Maybe if I play on like handicap mode in Halo Two, maybe. Ooh. Chris, ooh. No, 
I think I'd yeah, I'd win. Chris has Chris has like a Roland has a he has like a mind block versus me. I think we discovered this. When we one v one he get I don't know, he just he doesn't like playing versus me. So I'd say I'd say me. But maybe in like accounting or math, Chris, yeah, he can he can have all those. <laughs> he can have all those wins. You beat him in Halo, but not not yeah, no, not in, yeah. He can have those. Maybe in taxes, right? I mean, who knows? He might be like in the washroom if you try to one v one him anyway. He can't, <laughs> even, <laughs> he can't even play with the guy. He's probably hearing like, me right now. Yeah, yeah. Give me the toilet plate yeah. paper. Yeah. Fuck. Oh yeah. Um, and that that was our our last question though. So uh, thank you, man, so much for joining me on the stream. I know we had a bit of like a whole fiasco, like getting things yeah. together here, but honestly. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad I had you, man. Honestly, uh, and and anywhere where can we find you? Of course, everybody knows where to find you. We'll just uh, give all your your shoutouts on your social media. Uh, YouTube Royal Two, uh, Twitch. Royal make that two video, also. dude. I want to see. Yeah, the... I want to make. Th okay, this is Sorry. why we're gonna go check out the YouTube. Everyone, I want. I need tweet me what you guys want to see for videos because I want to make YouTube videos, but I don't know where to start. I don't know what people want to see. So tweet me your guys whatever you guys want to see. So yeah, YouTube Royal Two, Twitter Royal Two, Twitch Royal Two. I'll be streaming. I usually stream late at night. And uh, yeah, I think that's it. Awesome. And I got to keep breaking down more of your clips as well because you keep hitting cl like crazy <laughs> clips. And uh, and hopefully I can I can get some breakdowns up. But thank you, man, so much for joining me. And, uh, and I'm expecting some big things at Dallas. Yeah, thank you so much. No problem, man. All right, and that closes our interview with Royal 2. An awesome time having him on the show. I believe we had an HCS Grassroots, Tony, let me know. Did we have a grassroots code today? Am I tripping? We have one? Okay, so uh, the code is, uh, you have to type exclamation mark grassroots in the chat to be entered. We've already figured out the winner, I believe, as well. Okay, Justice League was the winner of the uh, the HCS grassroots code. Congratulations, man. You get the, the, the skin and you get the nameplate as well. I really got to prep the HCS grassroots part of this, but regardless... That will close the show today. Remember, guys, we also have merch as well. Tony, throw up the merch. There you go. We got sheet T-shirts, hoodies, all the things that you'd love here. Remember, everything that you buy not only supports the show, it supports me as well. And as usual, I would highly appreciate that. That closes our show for now. If you guys don't already know, I know some of you are, are exclusively Halo fans, but anybody who likes Halo and also loves Smash Bros., we are doing a Smash show immediately after this. It's going to be at 7 p.m. CT. I'm interviewing D1, who's a massive caster in Smash Bros. We're going to be jumping right over to that so stick around it'll be at 7 p.m ct hopefully i'll see you guys there thank you for joining me on hcs weekly otherwise i'll see you guys next week in my head thought that that was more efficient and i guess i was right he was like the god we would have to 2v1 like just to beat this guy like a lot of halo in my life man it's, it's been a it's been a fun journey I love it.